Welcome to Shellyville. So glad you could join me for my very first episode of Shellyville. My name is Michelle Clear, and I am a licensed professional counselor. I've been a counselor for the last 11 and a half years. And it wasn't really the education that made me a counselor. It's been my life experiences. And I really want this podcast to be about my life experiences, what makes me love my job as a therapist and why I chose that job, because actually I think the job was chosen for me long before I became a therapist. Um, What makes me unique and why I really wanted to do my podcast, and I actually need to apologize to my family up front, is that this is my perspective. This is my story and what it was like to be the ninth child in a family of 10. I also have a twin brother, and my experience as a twin influenced my love or hate of mental illness, depending on which story I choose to talk about. But I do want to talk about my family because it's pretty cool to be born in a family with 10 siblings and uh, beautiful mom and dad, my great parents, they are now in heaven. They've been, uh, we'll be celebrating their 20 years of them being passed on. So I kind of feel like, okay, it's been 20 years. I've dealt with that. That's good. They're not going to be mad at me about talking about my childhood. So I'm safe here. I might lose a couple sisters that will get mad at me on occasion for the stories that I share. But I really just want this to be about my perspective. Because when you have so many siblings, I was given a lot of opinions growing up. (laughs) A lot of opinions. And I had to find my way through all of that. And I had to sit back and observe everyone's opinion and find my own voice. And now I feel like this is my voice, this is my time, and this is my place to talk about what's really important to me. It's been a long journey to get here. Um, I'm very blessed to be here. I'm very happy to be here. But I didn't get here by myself. And that's really what I want to talk about. My story started in 1964 when I was born because, believe it or not, no one even knew I was a twin. My brother and I were piggyback, so there was one heartbeat. Back then, they couldn't even tell that there was my mom was carrying two. And when you're the ninth child, I don't think I would have been a big deal at that time, but I got to be a big deal because I was a twin. And here I brought this little boy into the family, and I was the seventh daughter, and he was the third son. But we're a two-generation family. My oldest sister wasn't even in the house when I was born. She was, I think, I believe, 22 years old. Then I had a sister who was 20. Then I had a brother who was 18. I had another sister that was 17, I think, 16. Then I had a brother that was 16. Then there was a five-year span. And then we had another sister from eight years. (laughs) She was eight years old when I was born. Then a sister that was six and a half, a sister that was three, and then here comes nine and 10. So it's a big family. It's a lot of people. I remember being a young girl, I think I was probably five or six, when I recognized that, wow, there's a lot of people in this house. And I didn't even know who everybody was. They were grown up and gone before I have any memory of my family. So You know, the crazy thing about having a really big family is there's so many different stories. Some of them are good, some of them aren't. And what made me appreciate mental illness is that it's a part of my family. My siblings suffer from it. I suffer from it. My children suffer from it. And when you have that much mental illness in your family, you're going to have to do something about it. And not only do, you know, I love that we can talk about it very openly in my family. We all discuss 
symptoms. We all discuss our attention deficits. We all discuss what we're feeling, and we're pretty expressive. I always thought it was kind of normal that we were very loud and obnoxious because that's just who we were. You don't realize your family's dysfunctional until you meet other people and you see their families, and you're like, oh, you don't all scream and yell at each other? I'm like, wow, okay. Like, that's nice, but different. So my family did um, really introduce me to mental health at a very young age. And I'm pretty grateful for that, if not necessarily traumatized by it as well. I mean, you have a lot of experiences that weren't always fun. Um, definitely, I will definitely be doing some special episodes just based on my brothers. Um, I have a brother that's manic depressive. He was diagnosed when he was 22 when he got home from Guam. And I remember my mom and dad really not understanding what that disorder was and reading a lot of books and then trying to educate the family on what it meant to have a brother with mental illness because we didn't know what any of that meant. I think I was 11 years old when I found out. And I do remember what my one kind of horrible experience was he was in the VA hospital and I remember driving from Flint to Battle Creek to go visit him. First of all, he's he's like 22 years old. I don't even know who he is because I haven't spent the last couple of years with him. Then I have to take this super long car ride down to Battle Creek. Then we get in front of this big old ugly hospital that's super gray and scary and we got to go to the psych ward to see my brother and act like I want to see him. I don't recall that I wanted to see my brother at that moment. I was pretty sure that that was not something I wanted to do. What's crazy and what really makes me think about life and how this is this big circle is that I remember feeling almost identical when I drove my son for the first time to a psych ward. So life has a funny way of coming back and coming back around and you know, I was grateful that my brother did get the help that he needed. I think over the years, we've we've seen him really decline. Um, you know, it becomes kind of funny. It's a joke in our family almost. He's not so much bipolar as he is schizophrenic. He has a lot more detachment from reality. And as this is my story, I will go eventually and give more descriptions of what these mental health symptoms are. But I just want you to know, just because I'm a licensed professional counselor, I am not going to take the place of what you already have established. If you are seeing a therapist, please continue to see a therapist. If you need a therapist, reach out to someone. I really feel like we need to normalize mental health and we need to talk about the, the problems that we're feeling. Um, but back then in the 70s, that was a really big deal to ask for help. It was a really big deal for my mom and dad to educate themselves on what mental health looked like because we didn't have anything. We didn't, that wasn't talked about in school. There was no communication outside of my family. Nobody I knew with any siblings had any form of mental health. There was no talk of depression, no talk of anxiety. So, I think I stuffed maybe a little bit of that knowledge and just kind of kept it quiet and observed it. And I didn't know what kind of influence it would have on me later on in life. But I've always been fascinated by psychology. I remember one of my sisters used to love to get that Psychology Today magazine, and I read every article I could. So I mean, I started really being fascinated by people at a really, really young age because I just, I mean, I was exposed to it at a really young age, and I made it work for me. Um, 
I, I'm lucky in a way that I could observe my family, that it made me appreciate mental health, but it didn't, it didn't, I didn't really know what that was going to do for me as an adult until I got a lot older. Um, it really wasn't until I had the birth of my child that I discovered that, man, I really better start learning about this because now I am the parent of two children with bipolar disorder. Um, one was diagnosed at the age of five and the other one was diagnosed at age 22. So you have to kind of learn pretty quick that you need to keep up, you need to pay attention, and you need to know your stuff in order to help deal with the child that is suffering so severely. And I will talk a lot about Jackson. I would like to have Jackson on my show. I will definitely try to get him on here as a guest because his story is so amazing and so unique and so fascinating, and I'm so blessed. He's actually the reason I'm doing a podcast. He told me a long time ago that I should do one, and I thought he was crazy, and um, but he really, he suggested it. He's like, mom, he goes, I think you got a lot to say. He goes, you, he goes, you've been my biggest advocate and you help a lot of people. I've helped a lot of people for a long time. And so maybe I can just help someone get through some of the pitfalls of what mental health actually is. And, you know, we, it's so misunderstood all of these diagnoses, depression, anxiety, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, any kind of, you know, borderline, or we hear all these fancy words about all these mental health. And we really, I mean, do we educate ourselves on them? Do we really know what they are? And sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But I really just want to make sure that the word that I'm trying to get out and what I really want to share is that everybody has the ability to feel good about themselves and that the lies that we tell to our to ourselves are not always the truth. There is something going on mentally. We have our physical mental health and we have so much of who we are is dependent on how we get along with other people. So we learn at a very young age how to manage or mask our mental health. I mean, my whole life I've suffered from depression and I didn't even know I was suffering from depression. I just thought I had low self-esteem. I just thought that was normal. But when I look back at my journals from my childhood, because I started writing when I was 11, I see a lot of symptoms that I carried that I just kept to myself. I kept my sadness. I kept my loneliness. I kept my criticisms to myself. I was hard on myself. I had a lot of optimism that things would turn out and things would be good. But I didn't even realize that my self-esteem was suffering. So where I'm at now in life is not where I started out. This has been a really, really long journey to my own mental health and helping the people in my practice because you have to take care of self before you can take care of other people. And that was something that was really important to me. I really wanted to make sure that I was in a good place. I do remember even a long time ago before I had children, I told to my ex-husband at the time, Brian, I said, Brian, I said, I got to get myself well before I have kids. I'm like, I got things in my childhood that I'm not comfortable with that I don't know if I want to have kids yet. And I don't know, God listens, but I was able to get the help I needed at a very young age. And we were lucky that children didn't come right away for us. We were married for eight years before kids came. And I think those eight years really helped me build a stronger sense of self so that when I had children, I was more mentally prepared for it. 
And believe me, I needed to be mentally prepared for having children. That is a topic all on its own. That is an episode all on its own. Parenting is like nothing else on this planet. And I was so lucky to stay home for 14 years. Of course, nobody told me that it was like a limited job and that I was going to run out of time. But going back to school and getting my master's was kind of my my second wind and it really helped me become the person I am now and, and help me be what I am for other people. And that is a beacon of hope. It was a therapist that I was seeing that actually told me I would be a therapist. She's like, Michelle, she goes, you got so much life experience. Of course, she also did tell me I was cursed with an interesting life, but <laughs> I'm still trying to forgive her for that. <laughs> I am hoping that my life experiences, the that the opportunities that I've had, I mean, I've created them, I've made them happen. And I, I really do think that sure, my education was one piece of what I had the letters behind my name. But it is my life experience, it is is being in the trenches with someone who is suffering mentally, that has made me such a good therapist, because I can sit with people's pain. And It's not about just holding space. It's holding a sense of understanding that we are all so close to falling apart and everybody needs somebody that they can talk to. And I am grateful that I am able to sit with so many people and listen to that story. And sometimes it does trigger me. I mean, I've cried with my clients. I have felt their severe pain, but I always carry love. And I always carry this belief that everything is going to get better You just have to sometimes give it time. Sometimes you got to talk about it. Sometimes you got to scream about it. Sometimes you really have to like disconnect from the people in your life. But the ability to recover and have a profound impact on your own self is endless if we can change the dialogue inside of our head and really start talking in a positive way. So my goal with Shellyville is to kind of lead with a little bit of family stories and a little bit of hope, a little bit about what it's like to (laughs) just feel lost in a big family. I mean, I was lucky as a ninth child, I got to observe a lot of things. But with that observation came a lot of loneliness, because I didn't experience the same things that my sisters did. I mean, believe me, the decades I grew up in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, like there's a lot going on. I'm gonna have a whole episode of just the 70s, because that was a traumatic years in my life. And then 80s going off to school and college and, you know, high school was a lot of fun. So I've had a lot of great experiences, but I've had some severe trauma. And I will talk about those. I don't want to get into it today because this is my first episode. And I just really want to kind of keep you guys interested and what it's going to be like in Shellyville. And I'm hoping it's a fun little visit. And I do, um, I am taking questions. So if you want to reach out to me, please contact me at ShellyvillePod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you and know what you're interested in. If you want me to talk more about bipolar, since that runs like the weeds in my family, lots of bipolar in my family, I can talk about it in lots of episodes. But I know anxiety is a big one. I know depression is a big deal. And, and even just 
dealing with day-to-day stress. The stress of everything that we have been under the last two years has been so collectively heavy for everybody. Um, I have never, like I, like I said, I have been a therapist for a long time, but the last two years have been my busiest. And I can get to a place of burnout because it's just been so intense. So I'm really hoping to have a little bit of a break from some of that seriousness and enjoy a little bit more of the family history. But I do need to get a little bit better at um, coming up with some stories for you. And I just, again, just really wanted to introduce myself tonight and let you get to know me a little bit. And we'll talk more about family the next time I'm here. We'll definitely talk a little bit more about mental illness. And I'm so glad you could stop by. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great night.